Friday's episode of Daily DVR Presents House of the Dragon is brought to you by Cufflinks.com. Head on over to Cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20 today. Right. Welcome back to Podcast Winterfell. My name is Axel. I have two amazing people with me today. Of course, my co-host Gina. Gina, how are you doing? Doing quite well, Axel. Happy to uh, have our very special guest on this week. Yes. He's a favorite. And that person is Jenny. What's up, Jenny? Hey, Axel. Hey, Gina. I am doing pretty good this evening. I hope y'all are doing well also. Yes, we are ready to talk some dragons. Remember, you can go to DVRpodcast.com, see all the great podcasts that we do. We just all finished talking about Westworld. After this is done, who knows? We might get to Mayor of Kingstown if season two comes out. We got a lot of stuff over there. Mindhunter, all that kind of junk. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. I want to give a shout out again to Ian and Monza, our newest patrons. I also want to give a shout out to Grandpa James. What's up, buddy? Sending me some cool stuff, chatting, putting some Facebook links up there, some pictures. Love you, man. All right. We got some other people, some other uh, some patrons and some Facebookers that we've got an email from Brett. We've got Kim's Corner coming up where we answer some questions from a total newbie to this world. But before we do that, we are going to talk about our general feelings on episode two of House of the Dragon, The Rogue Prince. Oh, wait, I knew I was forgetting something while I was kind of thinking in my mind. There's some news to start off the show. It was just announced that Miguel Sapochnik is leaving House of the Dragon in season two and Ryan Condal will become the sole showrunner. Alan Taylor, who has worked with HBO for like 20, 30 years is and did a bunch of Game of Thrones stuff, too. He's coming on as an executive producer. And uh, my interpretation of this is this is nothing to worry about. I think it was probably the plan from the beginning to have Condal be the sole showrunner and Sapochnik, who had more experience with the franchise and the production, come on as a co-showrunner for the first season to get the look and everything right. Then they bring in Alan Taylor. He's kind of, you know, sitting there in the background, but really Condal gets to kind of take over and craft a vision. So I'm actually kind of excited by this news because I think what it shows is HBO's faith and the production's faith in Condal being the sole showrunner. Um, do any, do either of you have any thoughts on this? So the one thing I will say is I hope that they invite Miguel back if there's ever a big battle because he's yeah. the battle badass hands down. Yep. 
Um, he did say that that he will come back, that he still wants perfect. to be a part of it. I'm then I'm happy with that. And I think also <laughs> the other news is it's actually like we knew it's we know this is going to go for seasons, but it did get official we're coming back for season two status as well, which I, yes. I don't know that we had that last week. Yeah, yes, that's true. Another news is yeah. Renewed for season two. What do you think, Jenny? Um, I had not heard, well, I had heard about the season two renewal, but I had not heard about Sapochnik leaving, but, uh, you explained it well and you have way more experience with the industry than I do. And what you said makes sense to me. So that sounds good. And I agree with Gina. He should come back for any battles. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I think it's all actually really good news. I think that people are loving this show. The response to episode one and two has been really positive. I mean, there was a little controversy on the interwebs with, I think, the interview that George did with our friends at uh, uh, History of Westeros, where he was kind of talking about canon and this and that. But, you know, that's always going to be a hot topic about what's the real canon, the books, the shows, a video game, the board game. Whatever George wrote on a piece of toilet paper you know, one night. The canon for the thing is the thing that it is. The yes. canon for the show is the show canon. The canon for the books is the book canon. The canon for the games is the game canon. And then it's whatever else George R. R. Martin decides to throw in. Yeah. Exactly. Quite honestly. It's exactly. his it's his baby, even if at times we think it's an ugly baby because we're still waiting <laughs> on a fuck ton of books. Right. Well, the funniest thing is that he did start out when they started talking about that by just reminding everyone in the beginning, I made all of this up. This is not real. <laughs> like we can, Oh, we, and he, he, a couple times. He I said, know that was really funny. The way that he led into that. I, I enjoyed that interview. I heard a couple times, Jenny, he was like, um, I reserve the right to completely change my mind. <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's what's wonder. That's what makes a story a story, right? I've never, I've never really understood the thirst of any fandom to have things either A, planned out, or B, follow some specific Bible or like um, canon that has to be true. Because as he does in the act in Fire and Blood, which is this show is based on, it's told from. It, they say in it, oh, it could have been this way or it could have been that way. It's interpretation, right? Um, right. So I think that we find that in real history, as he said in the interview, too. So the fun part of it is just, you know, wrapping yourself in this story and going for the ride and enjoying it. And if something, if a different fact comes up, you just say, oh, okay, how does that affect my view of things? It doesn't really, there doesn't need to be. I don't ever think in any of these fandoms, whatever it is, a Star Wars or Marvel or whatever the frick these weird things become, it doesn't (laughs) need to be like so staunchly held, you know, like a protector of the canon or something. It, I think it goes a little bit too far in it. You start forgetting that you're really just there to have fun and enjoy a story. Mm -hmm. 
you know. Well, and right. I th- and I think anytime you have a world with prophecies, like we know, okay, so Targaryens have dreams, red priests and priestesses see visions in the fire. You know, it's all it, it, it's not all the same. You're going to have differing prophecies and differing dreams and different nuances. And I think you know, it's just. That is what it is. I mean, you could even say that about Harry Potter. So, um, yeah, it is very interesting. Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. That <laughs> prophecy could have been equally about Neville Longbottom and not Harry Potter at the end of the day. Yeah. We just didn't know. Didn't know uh, until a certain point. All right. Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> I always think the funniest thing is to say to my son because he loves harry potter to call the guy dumbledork and he thinks that's very funny (laughs) i see that is funny okay all right let's move on to the rogue prince (laughs) oh Um, oh oh oh. you saying this harry potter stuff i just so when i was listening to i think it was when i was listening to radio westeros's podcast leading up to the season they mentioned that the guy who plays otto hightower was um uh, Luna's dad, uh, Mr. Lovegood. I can't remember his first name. And I, I had not realized that. And it just throws me off now. I'm like, I can't believe that's the same guy. Well, you know who else um, he is? Do you remember the show, the show, the movie um, Notting Hill? So, yes, I remember the movie, but I don't remember it well. <laughs> he was like that crazy roommate who's like kind of a rocker and comes around yeah. in his underwear a lot and is a total oh, yeah, spaz. Yeah. Oh, he's That's him. Years. Yeah. He was in train spotting, too. I don't think I ever saw that one. Well, anyway. yeah. And in other casting news... So, and I have this in my notes because I was like, who do you think he was going to be cast as? Is the guy Patty who is cast as King Viserys, he was offered a role in the original Game of Thrones and he heard it was about dragons and he's like, no, no, thank you. No, thank you very much. He didn't even read the script. And he was supposed to get a starring role. And so I'm just kind of curious what people think who he could have played, because looking at just kind of his general photo of him and like I am DB and everything, I get little finger vibes. Totally. Hmm, Really? See, Hmm. I was thinking Ned. Uh, Me too. Really? (laughs) See, well, when you think starring role, like, yeah, for a season, I guess. Right. I well, so initially, like, I was just, I was just picturing his face in my mind, like taking away the white hair and everything, and all the outfits, and just seeing his face. And I was thinking Mance Raider first, but then when you said starring, I thought Ned was what came to mind. But yeah, that would have only been for a season. Take um, I don't know. Like, there's this one I photo need to of go him to that IMDb pops. Now there's one photo of him that <laughs> pops up when you Google him, Patty Con- Considine. There's one photo of him that pops up. I'm like, ooh, he's kind of little fingery there. It's kind of weird. Which, in some ways, would have been a tragedy because I think the actor that plays Littlefinger was freaking amazing. Yeah. So everything happens for a reason. 
Well, he's been in everything too. He's been so many. I mean, that's, that's one thing that I was, when I was watching so much of the small council. Okay, I see what you're talking about, Gina. Yeah, he's got a little little finger in him. I no, I see it. I definitely see it too. <laughs> yeah, I had to. Yeah. I had to go and look at that picture. I had seen that picture before, but I had to see it again to like get the craggy because he look. He's a little older now than yes. he is in that yes. picture. <laughs> but you know, fifteen years ago, total little finger vibes. Could have been. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. But like I was saying, one of the things I was well, we were watching so much of the small council stuff in this episode just what a what great cast and you know i when i was a kid i used to think like why do they always have to like in star wars all the bad guys have an english accent right (laughs) except for obi-wan and that kind of made him have a link to them in a sense actually like i think i read once that lucas said something about that 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 was like a little bit of a clue to origins but the way that they cast like because this is an american production it's like we just assume everyone has to be speaking in like this high like some english accent but man i'm so thankful for that because they're such better actors no offense heath solo so but it's just like they're all trained so well it's so believable i love it it could be training but I have to say, and I say this from a career perspective, my personal career perspective, I worked for a British PR agency for a very long time, and I could be in a client meeting with one of my British counterparts, usually male, say something to the client about an idea we had with little response, and then have my male counterpart in his lovely British accent say the exact same thing and have them be like, Whoa, that sounds amazing. Because it is the British accent. It is a panty dropper. It yeah. is, it convinces people, well, you know, it's, it's crazy. It just sounds crazy. smarter. It's it does smarter. sound smarter. And it it's, does. It's also our origins, right? America was a British colony. It All was. of our, you know what I mean? Like the accent back in the day of the people who founded this country was different from what we would hear now or how we're speaking, you know? And it just, I think it's the, it's like the Lord of the Rings shit. Like everything we love to hear people just speak in that kind of different accent. It all of a sudden makes it just seem believable, but they, I think there is a, the training is different. And I think that you do tend to get, I mean, look, Look around. I think a lot of the great actors are uh, come from that side of the uh, narrow sea. Mm. <laughs> you know, Fair. I mean, we do have Fair. our Tom Cruises, but he's just really good at running. <laughs> you know? Okay, so, uh, shame so on you on the on the accent front. Not a, not about production or uh, acting or capabilities or anything. Just on the accent thing, because I I realize that it's like a made-up accent and not the way that that person really yeah, speaks yes, but yeah. but misaria what in no. the world oh, is she okay. trying no, to agree. do there so it was really funny because i listened to the joffrey of podcasts this week and catfish's main complaint was her accent and i 100 million thousand percent agree 
Is it French? Is it Asian? I said, but I do know it is. It's a hundred percent freaking horrible. Yes. I said, what the fuck kind of accent is this woman going for? It's like French, Caribbean, Korean, and I don't know what else, but maybe Naboo. Uh, Naboo is a good one. Oh my god! Oh, so bad. It's awful. So bad. <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote. And I mean, well, you I'm know, not our next guest from movie. about her acting because you know what? I can't even pay attention the to her acting when she's speaking. A bit less severe oh, than a lot of dragon eats her soon. Okay, <laughs> we don't have to worry about as, it anymore. As we were speaking. I went up and I looked up a YouTube interview with her to hear her actual speaking voice. Yeah. The yeah. faces, but and still, um, I don't know if it's you coming know, through the restrictions the are on it. and. Okay. I don't know if you can, but I, I it may have recorded into the podcast. Oh, but, well, um, I can hear very, it. Right <laughs> it's very English. So she oh. is doing her own thing with that. She does yeah, not I, sound like that. No, I, I, I know yeah, I, she from, created from it. a podcast that I listened okay. to. I knew that it was a made up accent. Yes. That's why I knew I was okay. not insulting I confirm the it. woman for her way no, of speaking. We have to confirm you. You know, we got to confirm these things. And I was thinking but while you were talking. That was very, yeah. very bizarre. It was. And it's also her voice is actually more is deeper the hmm. thing that I thought when I, I, cause I, I knew we were going to talk about this. When we, when she was hey man, talking, your little talk of accents you know, just rolled right yeah. into that naturally. I, I, I said, we know, I know I got to hear what's, what really is. And it's like this, it's like she goes hot, like a little, this high, it, I don't know. It's almost in like, <sighs> I have to give her more credit now. Actually, it's, I'm going to become a little obsessed with thinking she's a genius now. <laughs> Because that does, I love when people do that. Like I do kind of appreciate when people actually change just even the way they speak, you know, when they do a role. So I got to give her a little credit, but I'll put a link to this, uh, just this generic interview on YouTube of her. So mm-hmm. people can, uh, when they're listening oh, to the pod, if it doesn't yeah. come through, but it's very, she and sounds it, like, well, I'll listen English. back and I'll be glad to hear it too. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into Gina. What did you think of this episode? Overall. So there were scenes that I thought were pure brilliance, but overall I thought it was actually a very slow episode, especially after the premiere we got. I was like, and and maybe that's because my favorite Damon Targaryen didn't show up until the end, <laughs> but I do really like um, Reyna. Am I saying that right? Yes. Um, I want to call her Rhaenyra's, which I know is wrong. <laughs> which which one are you talking about? The young one or the old one? The young one. Because Rhaeny- the old Rhaenyra. One, Rhaenyra. Okay. And the other one is Rainey. Rainey's, yes. So Rhaenyra. Um, I do really like her. I like that actress. I'm going to be very sad when they age her and we lose her, which I think is an, a very unfortunate. I actually think um, it's happening next episode. Uh, well, I think it's, I think we're going to. I just, I just cause I yeah. looked on IMDB cause I was trying to find the one that Allison is. I was trying to find that actress's name and they both were showing in three, yeah. but that doesn't mean they're necessarily. I think it's, it I think only. it might, it might cross over it's gonna next go, episode. I, I think we're going to yeah. see both of them. I agree. Actually. I agree. Yeah. Oh no. I know oh. we were still, we have more of the young one. Yeah. Anyway, yes. continue. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I'm very curious to see what this crab lord 
um, I'm going to call him crab Lord is going to be like, um, I'm kind of, I think they set the stage up nicely for kind of that, um, character entry. And I think that's going to add some much needed action into this. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a little flat. I enjoyed it, but I'm just like, oh, I need more. I need more, more, more. Um, but they need to set the groundwork. I understand that. It was plenty of good scenes, but, you know, I'd probably give it like a six mm. overall. Okay. How about you, Jenny? I liked it. I mean, I, I thought it that, you know, they were doing a good job of, I mean, last episode, obviously, they um, kind of gave us the background, uh, especially for people who are new to the franchise period or new to um, or don't don't read the books. It, it gives a little more information as to where we are in the history of this family line. And then this week we got a little more building into it, getting a little further along because we jumped the six months forward. Uh, I, I mean, it could have had more. And, and of course I want more too, like Gina, because I love this, uh, this universe that George created. And, um, but I wasn't really disappointed. I would probably, I'd probably give it a seven or an eight, maybe. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I had more of a, uh, the similar reaction that you did, Gina, until I rewatched it. And I really find the, this show to be very rewatchable. Like uh, the, both episodes, yes. I had no problem. Like I wasn't bored. I was finding new things. I was, I mean, again, the costumes, the CGI blending into the real sets, everything is just so amazing that I can just watch it. You know, I had a little trouble with Westworld. Some of those I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I don't need to see the, mm, the scene mm-hmm. again. But this is, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I just, I picked up a lot more on the building up to him choosing his bride, the king choosing his bride, and then the what's going on with Damon, and then what's going on with the crab feeder. You know, you have like these three kind of storylines. And I just really appreciated the way that they interweaved them and brought us in and out, and they're all connected. And so much of it is just people in rooms talking, which I love when it's done well, and it's done mm-hmm. so well. I love this episode. I don't know. I thought it was as good as the first one. I didn't have any complaints. Mm-hmm. I was just like, after what? But like I said, the first time I watched, I was like, okay. But it's like it needs that deeper appreciation. And uh, I know not everyone in the world's going to have time to rewatch another episode, but you know, there's a lot of deep fans <laughs> yeah. of this lore in this show. And I really think it's worth rewatching the episode and just, you know, especially uh, usually on the second watch, I, I wear headphones cause I'm watching it by myself mm. and I hear so much more. Oh man, yeah. the Foley they do. That's the sound effects. And I've always wanted to find out if I was somehow related to that the guy who invented that. Because it's it was only in like the 20s or something that it was, right? Or 30s that it started being called Foley. But like when she, when Renera and um, Viserys, right? That's the king's name, are yeah. sitting and eating. They're having their kind of meal where they first talk about their you know, his wife and they, he's trying to reach her, you know, after six months of not. 
just when she tears the food up that she's eating, mm. you can just hear it. It's so, it's just sounded like some meat <laughs> being torn up and like, I don't know. I love this episode. And I thought it, it, I love the way they actually told us it was six months later, right? Like a couple yes. times they reminded us. Um, well, and then I they like dump that. on us that she's 15. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I thought she was at least 17. So this is interesting. Well, that's actually context. in line. That's actually in line with the books. Like it, in the in the book, about right, she's yeah. 15. Yeah. No, yes she is 15 no. in the book. <clears throat> I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like yeah. that too, that you're right. I I I think it's good that they're giving us a little bit more than in well, the game. You yeah. Know? That's good. I, I, I think they have. Well, I mean, they gave some loose ages at the beginning yeah. for most of the Stark kids. The one thing I do think the series is missing so far is humor outside yeah. the mm-hmm. occasional yes. shade here yeah. and there. Like, I thought the whole, like, Damon, Sir Crick. Crisp, Kristen, Sir Crispin, Kristen. <laughs> comment was like a funny shade. Showing your ass, but it wasn't <laughs> funny. And yeah. I do have to say, I look back at the Targaryen histories because I know that there's a character called Mushroom yes. mm-hmm. in yeah. the Targaryen mm-hmm. Blood and Fire. Yeah, and he's during this time frame. Yeah, and he's, he's one of the. He's one of the perspectives that you get because you get like three different perspectives of yes. the stories. Mm-hmm. And he, he's a little person, which always and he's supposedly very smart, very funny, which always made me think, is this actually like some relation to Tyrion down the line? But we have not seen this character yet. I really hope that they introduce him, although I'm curious to if they will or not, because maybe they find it too degrading to cast a little person as the um, the court's fool, which he is the fool in the histories. But I think they def- desperately need some humor in this because right now it's just it's so serious, which I don't mind. But when I've been rewatching Game of Thrones and I'm just like, oh, the, the humor is just so yeah. good and smart <laughs> and witty. So and we need a Tyrion. little bit more yes, of that I, versus I just hope- like. One I hope that we episode. somehow get some because, yeah, this story is going to get dark, <laughs> real dark. Yeah. <laughs> so far, the, I do see a potential in Damon for and I think there's a, oh, one, yeah. you know, and there's a funny line when they're on the bridge and uh, Otto says, you're going to bring the your you know, you're going to bring your house to war or something. And he's like, let it be. Or he's just like, I don't care. I can't remember what he says, but it's a fun, I, he, Matt Smith has the potential to ham it up in that fun way. Yeah. And as the story progresses and things become more violent and angry and emotional and there's war and shit, I think there's the potential for him to ramp that up and be, bring some of that humor but um, yeah. I don't know. It might not. I think it just but, might not be a part of this show. But he can't be the only one. Yeah. If 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 you know, it can't it just would, be on be great his to shoulders. See mushroom. <clears throat> that would be. It really would be. That'd be yeah. Really maybe maybe we get him in season two. It could even make the character not be a little person if they feel yeah. that that would be demeaning. That's true. You know, it could just yeah. be. 
an average size person. They could get George to play Mushroom. That would be amazing. <laughs> How awesome oh would that be? God. Come on. Dude, Poor that would George. be perfect. I do not think he would be up for that. I mean, if he were if he, if he were a bit younger, he probably would be up for that, you Maybe. know? <laughs> and he would be excellent. That would be That's great. funny. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, we have a good email from Brett. Does anyone want to tackle... Uh, anyone have it up or want, or should I, I have it up? I can it? read it. You want me to read it? Sure. Ago. Why not? <laughs> we'll just go. We'll go like right. paragraph by paragraph. Cause he kind right. of breaks it down. So he says, if King Viserys is making more of a connection with his daughter and he knows he's going to announce his marriage to Allison at the small council meeting where his daughter is going to be, why the fuck would he not tell her in advance? <laughs> Neglecting to do this seems to border on manufactured drama. Hmm. Ding, ding, ding. I agree uh, a thousand percent. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Me too. I, I like thought that this. was just okay. low. Yeah. I, I thought it was fucked up too. But yeah. But did Are you we think, ready? But when he's, because he says manufactured drama, so that kind of takes us out of the story and into the creation and the writers, did you find it to be, did you think that they should have included that? The way that happened, that was definitely a narrative ploy, right? And they were setting us up for when bam, we're in there and he announces it. Oh, why is she there? The camera pulls back. Oh, glances from this person to this book, right? So did you not like that about this episode or did you not like what he did? I don't uh, like what he did. Yeah, I don't like what he did. That's what bothered me. The other part was, I mean, I guess it it does kind of seem like it's manufactured drama because I feel like um, they could have played it differently. I don't know how it was written in the book. I don't have it memorized. So or if they even put it in, in there, how it was, how it happened. But um, I could see it having happened in a similar way to that. Or I could see where he could have told her, taken her aside and talked to her and then told the small council. Like, I don't understand why he had both her and Allison there. I mean, I guess I feel like maybe she should have known since Allison was there. And mm, when yeah. is Allison ever there in the small council meetings, mm. you know, and it's like, but still, that was just a fucked up way to do it. So, yeah, yeah. especially when Either they way. had the conversation just before, like, yeah, you know, I'm going to have to remarry. She's like, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. He could have just been like, by the way, I'm not thinking of your cousin who's freaking 12, but <laughs> I'm thinking of your BFF forever. Yeah. What do you think of that? Like, Right. Hello. Right. But But if that, yeah. Yeah. But I guess if they hadn't really spoken, which seems weird in like six months since her mother died, even though they were like having to dinner, dinner together on a regular basis. Like, I don't know. That just seems like a really bad relationship from the get go. What's that? Which relationship? Between Viserys and um, Daenerys. Oh, uh, oh, yes. Or Renera. Sorry. Daenerys. Yeah, I think that this question is really interesting because so much of this episode was the repairing what we didn't see over that six months, which is first off, he names her the heir and the successor and like that beautiful candlelit scene that was like freaking Barry Lyndon Kubrick 
special lens. I would love to see how they shot that. I'm sure just the candles were real and everything else around the it was sept. like CGI. Yeah. And that sept. That was amazing. The, and that sept is not sept of Balon. That's like a earlier sept, which right. I adored. And I it reminded me much more of the House of Black and White. Ah, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. That's I like that. That's oh, I cool. That's cool. Um, like yeah, that would make sense too. More of a connection to Essos, you know what I mean? Like we see that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, history of Westeros uh, covered. I think they talked about what sept that was, and it was the one that was built apparently when shortly after the Targaryens came over ah. and they joined. Uh, they did the faith and the faith actually paid for and built that sept. (laughs) That's cool. Anyway, (laughs) that's very cool. But, um, as, uh, as I, what I was saying, I just like the way that we saw them coming together. You know, she cries in that scene over remembering her mom, which kind of opens her up then her and her dad has the conversation with Alicent. Does she know we're speaking, you know? And then mm. Allison even gives him good advice. He she tells him, reach out to her, talk mm. to her. You need to try. And then he does it, right? And then they have a connection. And then and then they have another scene where he says, You know, I'm gonna have to get married, but you're still my you're still first in succession, right? He kind of reiterates that to her. He soothes it. And then you have this turn where all of a sudden he's marrying Allison, right? Mm. Without telling her. Well, honestly, and, uh, it lines up with what his behavior has actually been. He says the words, but he doesn't follow through. Like he makes her the heir, but then in the small council meeting, he lets Otto speak over her. And when he tells her that she can be open with him at dinner, then when she tries to ask him a question, he blows her off mm. and tells her she'll learn later. Like when is she supposed to learn? He's not uh, teaching her anything. It's terrible. <laughs> And he's not listening to her either. We agree. (laughs) No, I agree. I agree that they show how he there. There's like these small baby steps of trying on both of their parts that the intent is there. Right. But it doesn't end. And I think what we're not seeing is what Otto says to him right before. And we see that what Damon said at the end of the episode, which is he was never very good at being king is true. Otto was really pulling the strings. He was able to make this happen very easily, actually. Right. And uh, I think he he kind of controls things. So I think that it was interesting that they put so much time into it to then just have it thwarted at the end. But I think it makes a great point. And I think it's really good writing and structure of the episode that it makes you feel what she must have felt again and again and again which is that her yeah. father is weak. He doesn't act. The, her, the, her mother was probably the one running the family, right? And, mm. and we don't know what the, her, the deal between her and Otto would. I would have loved to have seen that. Maybe she was too busy having kids all the time, right? <laughs> Forced into her role. But I just, I don't know. I just, I thought that that, that whole progression through the episode to that end scene was like really, really spot on. And um, I don't know, the whole thing of him trying to get him, why he didn't tell her, Brett, I think, because we didn't see a quick scene with Otto 
as mm. always happens, where he's like, you should do this. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. Well, <laughs> and, Fuck my daughter and, and, also, and this guy and everything that would be good for the kingdom, really, and for Targaryens and, you know. And also, he's just not listening to her. And she's got some good ideas. And then she knows he's not listening to her. So eventually, she just goes and acts on one of her ideas. Yeah. And it ends up being the right thing. You know, it's sad. Yeah. Sad for her. Yep. And that's the second part of uh, the uh, question, the uh, email that uh, Brett sent talking about Damon. Um, mm. I can read this part. The king is cornered about how to handle the Damon problem. He jokingly asked if he should send him to the wall. Yes, you absolutely should. He's the biggest threat to the realm. You half ass banished him to the second most powerful seat in Westeros with enough loyal men to provoke a civil war. He's a loose cannon who ain't going away. Have some balls and just send him to the wall already. If people don't like it too bad, you're fucking king. Brett's getting vicious, man. I like this. Well, actually, he didn't banish him to the second most powerful seat. He told him to go back to the Erie or wherever, to Runestone. Ah, true. He just he went to, to Dragonstone yeah, and took it. Yeah, he took Dragonstone. That's true. Good point, Jenny. Yeah, I think um, a lot of what you said about him before Jenny, too, in relationship to Renera, how six months later she's still just pouring wine. He's not, he just, he talks a lot. And in the end, Otto makes the decision or mm. someone else makes it. Honestly, decision. I think, yeah, the, I think the little scene with him and Otto where Otto was like, yeah, you got to remarry. I'm glad I'm not the one that has to remarry. <laughs> Well, because, you know, he was still, you know, sad about losing his wife and he wouldn't want to be placed in that position. But, yes, the king is in that position and needs to. But I think that it was just Allison like, being there for him and then bringing that little replacement dragon for the one he broke. Uh, um, and just being sweet. Like, he was like, if I got to pick somebody, I'm going to pick the one I want. I'm picking her. Well, I don't think that, but, but I mean, she was there because Otto placed her uh -huh. there. So he was doing what Otto wanted, but I don't think that there necessarily needed to be another conversation. We didn't see because yeah. it was all like all the groundwork was there. It's like, mm -hmm. he says one thing, but he does something else. Yeah. <laughs> he says yeah. another thing, but he's yeah. And it goes back to something else. It goes back to what Damon said at the end of, the first episode, which was, you are weak. They're pulling your strings. They're in control. That's why you need me as hand to basically watch your back and make sure you can actually rule. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, because it's not it is. That he's a bad yeah. king. He's just, he's he's just highly above Robert Baratheon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great yeah. actor, though. Great acting. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, as far as, the, you know, it made me think. When Rhaenyra goes and confronts Damon against the wishes of her father, knowing, too, that there's not really going to be any retribution, or right? Like, she knows she can do it, too, right? Mm -hmm. she's, she's seen it happen before. Who cares? I'll just go and do this. It reminds me, and it makes me think, this show, and we didn't talk about the opening credits, Oh, I've but, got I've got comments on that. OK, let's not forget to talk about that. But it does. It reminds, you know, this show is House of the Dragon, the Targaryens. And you mm -hmm. think about the history of the Targaryens and coming to Westeros and then being there for a while and then Aegon taking it over. And they are from a different culture 
than these people, right? Even though there's various mm-hmm. cultures in Westeros too, mm-hmm. but how how um, Viserys here represents like kind of the loss, the Targaryens losing their fire in a way, right? And Rhaenyra wants to bring it back and Damon wants to bring it back mm-hmm. because their king, he's not even a dragon rider, right? He doesn't even think when she says, we have dragons. And then when uh, the sea snake says to him, why, uh, in another part, he says, why should they be afraid of us? Why should they be afraid of us? You have fucking dragons. You That's know, we, why they yeah. should be, but you're not but, showing yeah, that force, so they're not. It. So it's mm-hmm. interesting that that's kind of, that's there in this episode too, that this king is like kind of not really going for the Targaryen. His, like he's not bringing forth that Targaryen-ness. He's not fire you know? and blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I like that. And, and I agree with Brett that obviously you can't let this happen. You know, I mean, we've seen it a time and time again in, in uh, Westeros. You got to at least go out there and talk to Damon or something. You know, he's kind of it seems to me the feeling I get is that Damon and Renera and Viser- they, Viserys, the king, they all love each other. They really do. Mm. And they really are family. They don't know how to communicate it. And there doesn't seem to be a great hatred between them, but there is already a distrust. Um, I thought the scene with Damon and Renera was great. She was oh, yeah. awesome. I mean, I know a lot of people compare her to um, Daenerys, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I really find her more to be like, um, uh, what's her name? Arya. Yeah, She's- she, yeah. Go ahead, Gina. I was going to say, I feel like she is smarter and more level-headed than Definitely. Daenerys, for mm-hmm. sure. I do mm-hmm. think she has more of the fire of Arya um, as well. And I think she's just more mature than any of the young younger women we saw in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Daenerys feels like, because I'm doing a rewatch right now, she's so freaking entitled. Yes. Like yeah. she's, it's just, it makes me want to barf now, kind of rewatching. She did have a different life though, too, Gina, right? I mean, Which her season brother, are you in, you know? Gina? What four. season are four? Four. Um, by the way, Joffrey blows <laughs> the whole ending <laughs> of this series in season three. Just spoiler alert. Don't 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 watch him in the sept with Marjorie if you don't want to know how this ends. Because he did that. I was like, mother ever. <laughs> anyway, but I do think Daenerys is just she, even though she had a harder upbringing, somehow she seems more spoiled. It's yeah. really weird. They're and kind I, of desperate I, too throughout. That's yeah. what I found on yes. a recent rewatch. Yeah. Like she's constantly has to tell everyone, I'm the Targaryen. I'm the I think that that's because because of her, even though she had the hard raising, basically being enslaved, she also had Viserys as her only Targaryen role model and not this at least half 
halfway decent Viserys, the very shitty Viserys, right? (laughs) Who was clearly insane (laughs) and lusted after her in a really creepy way. (laughs) Gross. So, I mean, you got to give her a little there. And plus, you know, there was a whole lot more incest that happened between this timeline and that timeline. And her parents were siblings. So, yeah, that's true. Oh man. Brett, thank you for the email. That was awesome. Yes, it was. Um, Good let, job, Brett. Let's uh let's keep it moving. Um what else do we want to oh, let's talk about the opening. What did you think we, we were gonna say we were gonna talk about it? What did you think about the opening? So I was like really excited at first when I heard the core music. It does not bother me that they basically reused the music from Game of Thrones at all. But I was just like, "Hmm, there's a lot of blood in this. And like, that's okay. But I felt like the sigil representation was really poor. I was like, I don't, I can't really see these. They don't make sense to me. It's not like the way it was when we were getting things on the map, what I would have preferred to see, and I think would have fit a lot better with the series that we're in. I would have loved to see them do a history of dragons and their dragon riders and the Targaryen family kind of from a family tree sort of standpoint from when they first invaded Westeros um, to the point we're at now, even ending with that egg that, um, Renera ended up catching that um, that Damon threw at her. I would have liked to see kind of more about the dragons, who rode them various times, because I do think her father was the last person to ride the first huge dragon that yeah. they brought over. And it would have been an interesting way to really show mm-hmm. what House of Dragons looked all about. And instead we got these like really crappy sigils and just a lot of blood. And I thought the opening was super lame. I think if anyone, like I came up with that in like two minutes, I think if anyone had really put any thought into it, that would have been an idea on the table. Like, I don't think I'm that smart, but like, this was a good, my idea is a great idea. I'm just going to say it. It's like a better idea than what they came up with. I agree. I I actually do like the idea of what they did. I think they could have represented it better because they could have, for example, the little freaking chess piece looking things that they apparently 3d printed for use when she was choosing the uh king's guard but i mean i watched the behind the scenes so sorry that yeah. was how those I were love that. yeah i those love are great. all the miniatures so anyway, and everything yeah that, oh, but those so those things like something like that they could have had like those pop up from the little token things that were showing the sigils that you could barely see so you could at least have a chance of seeing what the fuck they were representing but basically from what i understand it's basically the targaryen family line bloodlines that's why the blood's going from from old valyria and then their marriages i guess in westeros and showing how they're tied to the other families in westeros which makes sense and it is a good idea but they could have represented it a little better i liked seeing the blood going in all the channels Hmm. and stuff but i wanted to see more like i wanted to be able to see what what families they were going to better 
Yes. Okay. And I think the dragons would have been a great way. I agree. Dragons yeah. And, yeah. and more prominent sigils or tokens or something like it was it I felt like we got one tenth of the animation that we got with the original Game of Thrones entry where things really pop up and you see like a whole city or a whole territory it's just like this little bloop sigil right okay, and it, and it like, goes too fast like the blood covers it and you can't see it anymore like there's yeah. I, I, I'm like I'm just waiting for history of Westeros to do their in-depth on it that they're going to do and I'll watch it on YouTube because you know they'll have stills <laughs> and then I'll be able to understand it I mean I'm like that's uh, yeah. Awesome. That's I, why I give them, that's why I'm a patron. I give them money for them to do that. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I will never watch these opening titles again, too, because I am like a person who, when I have my blood drawn, I turn my head, I walk into the oh, room yeah, looking the like other that. way. I'm, I'm my fine. with my wife holding my hand and I say <laughs> just stick me don't even tell me don't give me that don't wipe my arm with that shit just hit me I don't just do it and the best <laughs> they do it and last time I had it I didn't even know it was in my arm and it was over before it even began I was like I want to marry you I love you um but I do not like it at all I just thought oh, you're Billy, right Billy, you can't Billy, see what it baby. is <laughs> the blood I mean they, I just it just didn't work for me at all, at all. And I, I, uh, it's except for the music. The, that okay. was the keeper. The music <laughs> at first, I didn't like that either. But then I thought, okay, this is like the Marvel music now, the Star Wars music. The they're gonna open everything with this is the theme of this world, right? This mm. is no longer the Game of Thro Thrones theme. It's the song of ice and fire theme mm -hmm. and it's gonna i that i'm okay with but i just really i don't i don't have anything to do with this i love gina's egg idea this show is called house of egg the dragon and dragon yes yeah, not egg house and of blood you know what i mean so i just i didn't like it <laughs> i didn't like it uh, uh, sorry so. i mean i appreciate all the people who put work into it and created it and it looks cool but i just it, it didn't actually I don't think it looks cool because it's bloody but I just I didn't like it <laughs> I didn't like oh. it I am sorry Axel um, but hey I can still love the show but I'm going to be hitting yeah. I'll just or maybe I'll close skip my intro. eyes you can just click skip intro yeah, yeah. And I do have a, a prediction is I think they're going to change it I think next season I because I, I've heard a lot of people say that these this intro they did not like it the same thing you guys, you were saying. Like, yeah. You can't really tell what it is. It doesn't, I predict they'll change it. Well, it's time for me to write my letter in about what I think they should do. Maybe they'll but adopt they it. Could even, they could even <laughs> act like, uh, they could even act like they were planning to change it. And, you know, cause like they did change yeah. it on, um, on, you know, the original mm -hmm. Thrones. So you know, they You're would right, change Jenny. it up based on the, yeah. the areas they were covering and whatnot. So, I mean, maybe they'll change it up because and, and yeah, claim that was the plan all along. Who knows? Um, what do we think of the team up between Corliss, the, San the sea snake and uh, Damon? Ooh. Makes sense to me. 
Yeah, I think it's good. Poor Corliss. He's very crabby because of the Scrab Lord. <laughs> and that stuff was awesome, too. They started with it. Mm. It gave me the Beyond the Wall vibes. They're giving that creepiness to it. Like, what's going on? You know, you see well, that weird dude at the end. I liked it. Wearing a partial mask. Yeah. So we don't even really see what he looks like. Yeah, it's great. Always great. <gasps> does he? Do you think? He does. Ooh. It, I mean, you can see it on his oh, on his I neck and stuff, that. but they confirmed that in the after. Oh, okay. Show too. okay. So he's even probably crazy from the grayscale yeah. because we know that yeah, that that's affects the crab your feeder guy. Oh, and, I didn't and, touch anything. See, I thought it was oh. that he had allowed crabs to feed no. on him. His neck and face that was covered, and they actually confirmed on that after you know when the okay, behind the scenes that's whatever cool. that 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 his mask is like made from different masks and it's at least partially a son of the harpy mask. Oh, I love it. Like his clothing and his mask. Love it. Like the 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 costume lady even talked about it. She's like just got him in like bits and bobs that he got from because he's a pirate like that he took off of people and uh -huh. the mask he yeah. fashioned because his face has some grayscale on it mm. so yeah interesting. i like that i know but he's creepy looking man it's cool it, because <laughs> he's very I, creepy looking. i always wanted them to kind of get into that stuff more in game of thrones like i think the whole grayscale thing like what is it what happens to these people I kind of it kind of has a mythical quality to it, and didn't they see? Where did they see the grayscale people? Was that when? Um, that's uh, old Valeria. Yeah. See, so that's cool too. Yes. Right? You get yes. that connection. Um, I liked when. Uh, um, this is a little. Uh, I guess taking a left, but I like when they mentioned that that whole structure that. Um, he's making in the king is making is actually i at first i thought that that was i think on the last episode i thought that that was king's landing but it's not it's no, like no it's valeria it's valeria yeah. that's kind of mm -hmm. cool and i like that they mm -hmm. keep on giving us a little bit of the blood magic talk and the, i want to mm -hmm. you know that's the ooh, I, lo I love that mythology type weird shit you know like what makes a targaryen a targaryen and the dragon riders and stuff so I like that that's connected in a way to that, right? With this crab mm -hmm. feeder. That's that's cool. Well, and since they're going to be on the ocean, I'm kind of hoping, are we going to see an actual kraken this Ooh, season? Would I would awesome. love to kind of see a like huge kraken like take down a ship at some point. Um, so, yeah. And maybe we'll see mermaids, which supposedly were outside Lannisport. Oh. Oh, and, well, this is a more magical time, mm -hmm. right? The dragons are flying. The mm -hmm. crab feeder is working. <laughs> more so than that is an interesting point, because when we start out in Game of Thrones, it's pretty much like a medieval story. And then it's slowly the magic seeps in. But, you know, we're more accustomed to it now. So we see it right away. Well, now, yeah, because it's the time before the magic yeah. went away. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. I like that. Um. All right. What else? Uh, is there anything else that we want to chat about before we get to Kim's uh, corner, her questions? Oh, um, do you guys think that there's anything going on with his inability to heal? Ooh, mm -hmm. good one. Definitely, de definitely metaphoric, right? 
that the throne <laughs> well, yeah. is doing this. Yeah, I mean, I, right. But I'll like, why can't he heal? Like, maybe, why is the thing on his back getting yeah, worse? Maybe why, Otto's poisoning him or something? Or, or? Why is his hand rotting oh. away? <laughs> Yeah. You know, it would be interesting if he was also somehow being simultaneously poisoned, not necessarily because of the throne, but because of something else. Because clearly his immune system is not yeah. great enough to help him heal. I mean, oof, maggots feeding on your hand to try and get rid of infection. Sounds right. fun. Maybe it's right. the dust oh. from the, the, the great the sculpture we were talking about or so it's somehow you know like that would be metaphoric too like mm. the past right Valeria, well old old, old valeria is not only poisonous now because of the grayscale that lurks yeah. there but it's poisonous in this little sculpture that he's had created by stonemasons interesting hmm. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that is interesting. That is interesting. Um, oh, I wanted to say the scene when the king is walking with um, the 12-year-old little girl. <laughs> man, that girl oh. looks like she's like eight, man. She I know. does not look oh, young. Oh, she agree. looks so I, I think she really is 12, but like she she's so little. <laughs> and Viserys is, I mean... You do get the feeling at the, there. I did. It was strange because you see, you start right, and you see them like kind of in a distance, and it's like, oh my god! And then, but as they talk, you feel like they're both trapped in this. Like he's like that mm -hmm. propels his decision to go with Allison. Is that they have a connection, and that it it could somehow be something real and not just for political purposes and not just to do what tradition dictates and because look what tradition would dictate that you'd have yeah. some tiny little girl saying you won't bed me till i'm 14 that yeah. was like oh you know like i mean that was rough yeah it was rough it's, to watch and her father and oh man yeah and i feel like the whole pitch that Corliss gave Viserys, it's like was this your pitch rainies when you wanted to marry her like let's join our houses because I will set you up to like be a great queen, blah, blah, blah. It just sounded like ah, we've been here before. This has been a story that's been told before. My bloodline is from Valeria. I've got a ton of money. I will get you where you want to be. Like, you know, clearly it's like great talk, but no outcome. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. That's it's a great connection because we see the conversation between Renera and her right after that, right? Mm -hmm. As they're watching and she's resigned to the tradition and knowing that as a woman, they're not going to, they would never choose her. And yeah. Renera's like, well, they just didn't choose you. And she's like, okay, I mean, if that's what you want to think, <laughs> you know, but yeah. look around. <laughs> I don't really think that was the deal here, you know? <sighs> Um, I mean, it dudes. would have probably been better. I mean, well, obviously, the scene was like made extra creepy by the fact that the girl, and I'm sorry, I don't know the actor's name, but the girl who is um, playing Lena is so small anyway, yes. and then he's tall, and he's he's substantially older than his book counterpart because, uh, from what I understand. 
Viserys at this time period was only about 38 years old, not in his 50s. <laughs> so um, even with Lena being young like that, uh, you know, with the way that things were at that, you know, in a medieval time, it's not quite as creepy, still creepy as fuck because, yeah, you don't do that with children. But uh, <laughs> I think part of it was also that her her love of dragons and he seems to like kind of be afraid of dragons mm. even though Good he point. was a dragon rider for a few years like and yes he was Balerion's last rider before he died but Balerion was very old and slow by then well, <laughs> just like also... okay another guy riding me okay let's go oh, <laughs> sorry it, it kind of works both for the dragon That's and true. for the poor little girl sorry yeah, yeah. But, so um... I mean it would have probably been better for the realm had he just married Lena, though, <laughs> honestly. But let me ask you this, Jenny. He, they, um, and this is unre- this is just related to their conversation. But she says some. She asks him about another dragon, and he says, "Oh, that tr- w- w- the dragon keepers think she's over here or something." Or yes, where is X dragon nesting? Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't Vagar, catch the name, but it yeah. was Vagar, and okay. it. Was I think it was Visenya's dragon? Okay, Not interesting. About that, but so, um, well, and I think that dragon egg that we saw tossed around—that's going to be another significant dragon. Okay. All and right, let's not no spoilers. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was like, you can cut that. Very out significant <laughs> dragon. Uh, well, I, I, mean, I think that that conversation was definitely there to write like that was foreshadowing, and we're being introduced yeah. to basically yeah. a new character, right? Yeah, and so, it's the oldest yeah. dragon that is still existing. It's like not it that that, that dra- dragon's not as old as Balerion was, but that dragon is very very old. It's a very old dragon. Cool. I, and like I said, I believe it was Visenya's dragon, which was one of the first Aegons. You know, the one that came over and conquered oh, Westeros. Okay. It was one of his sister wives. So it's a very old dragon. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I d- definitely just felt like that was there for a, a very oh, good yeah, reason. Oh yeah, it's definitely but there. For the a whole reason. conversation was, and like you said, though it's it does make sense. That's why I felt the whole thing with Allison. Uh, I felt was in the first episode. I felt like she was kind of in on the con. I've come to find just from watching the behind the scenes that at least the actress feels that she's just, she's not really, she's kind of doing what her dad tells her to do, but she also mm-hmm. genuinely likes the king, that they yeah. have a genuine connection. And I think that after hearing it, I said, okay, that does make more sense. I do think upon rewatching it that you see that they really genuinely have a connection, well. not only in their grief. Well, I'm not saying it's right. You know, I know I don't not in all ways, but I do think that his choice was one somewhat. I I kind of felt I don't know what you all think is kind of like a choice of love rather than a choice of tradition or, you know, um, being the king like he because it would have been smarter if he had united those houses. Right. Like that would have been the smarter thing to do. I agree that I think the king chose what he wanted, but there was a look on Allison's face at the end of their last scene before the marriage was announced 
that made me think she was kind of disgusted by the whole thing and him. So I don't know that she actually cares about him. I feel like she's being she's been manipulated into a very forced Marjorie Tyrell role um, where Marjorie was older and more sophisticated and had more experience. And so she was kind of game with what her grandmother was telling her to do where I think this is a very young and inexperienced girl who has known nothing other than this. And her father is like the only parent and, you know, maybe adult in her life. And so she's doing what she needs to. And I think the anxiety, cuticle picking, finger biting thing is a symptom of the fact that she is not happy in any of this and she wasn't happy in any of it even before it began. So part of me was thinking, okay, now she's going to marry this king and the breeding of Targaryens together have been known for creating mad people, mentally unstable people. This anxiety trigger in her It's interesting they're writing this in because that's a sign of so many people have anxiety now, but it's a mental illness. And so I think this is a very interesting pairing now that we're getting, you know, Targaryen inbreeding plus another mental slash anxiety disorder that's potentially going to breed more babies. I love that you brought that up, Gina, because for Mm -hmm. me, that's like our only clue because really so... You know, a lot of these things can be true at the same time, right? Like, she could actually find the king to be a safe, secure, interesting guy, but also be not want to bed him and not want to be in this position, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that it, it can be complicated like that. We don't know. For me, it's too early to tell. There's obviously a power dynamic discrepancy here goes without saying <laughs> you know i mean in so many not only of age but of position and her father being in it, it's of course i see all of that but i'm just i guess it's i like the way they're playing it but that thing and he even mentions it to her why do you destroy yourself um mm-hmm. it's that's a clue to whatever it is it's too much you know what I mean? Like whatever is going, a lot of different things could be going on, but she maybe is not handling it in the best way. Needs more support than she's obviously mm-hmm. getting. Um, well, and she had that. It's, it's yeah, writing and casting and everything. And she had that condition before her father sent her, pimped her out to the king. Before you know, because we see it at the tourney when uh and as in childbirth and and then we see it after so it's not like she has found solace in keeping the king's company like things are just as bad for her internally mentally i guess whatever. we'll see that's yeah I seems like I set it up well she seems like a very pious girl and um also i don't think that it has been that long since her mother passed away uh you know, like in the first episode and then we're only six months later in the second episode. I mean, it may have been a year or two, but I wonder if like she picked up that nervous habit after her mother died Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. she didn't have another woman to talk to anymore. I mean, she had the princess and everything, but like 
that's still, even though it may be her bestie, quote unquote, there's still a power dynamic there as well. I mean, she's the daughter of the hand, but this is the princess. And, Mm. you know, so like she probably has developed that over time uh, as a result of her her situation. But I, I think of her as a similar to kind of how Sansa was, but like how hmm. Sansa was when, when we started the, the mm, series and, 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 and the books, but, but a few years older, like if Sansa mm. had stayed in that same situation where she was, <laughs> she had stayed at Winterfell and kept on having both her parents there and doing her life. Like, like as it was, she would have matured to be a girl similar to where Allison is when we start mm. this story. Yeah. That's a good point, Jenny. You know, but her yeah. mother passed away and then, you know, her dad's the hand and like, you know, this has been, she's, I guess, supposed to be around the same age as Rhaenyra, which who's 15. So, you know, uh, Viserys has been king for nine years, so she she was six probably when her dad started being hand. If her dad has been the hand the whole time he's been there, so you know she's just she just had a highborn raising before that, and now it's even a higher status, but it's more stress. So I, I yeah. Anyway, no, I don't that's know. great. I, I, I love that. You're right. Putting it into perspective. Speaking of putting it into perspective. Let's go to Kim's corner and let's answer <laughs> some, some questions from Kim, a patron, a friend, a listener from New Jersey as well, just like me and George. And uh, she did not watch Game of Thrones and she has some questions about this world that we're in. And mm. Jenny, I understand that you have some handwritten, like a scroll that you would give to a <laughs> raven, some answers, and we'll all kind of chime in. But uh, do you want to take us through this, Jenny? Well, I I don't have the post up, so okay, if you want to read me. I will ask the questions. <laughs> yeah. She says, great question. Is Westeros a country, a state within a country, or is this taking place in Europe, or is this a completely fictitious a fictional place and she says i'm making the assumption it is earth <laughs> westeros <laughs> is a continent but it's completely fictional and it's not earth there you go <laughs> but we call it planetos but i like your answer to this better so you give her your answer axel um it's new jersey <laughs> Okay, if you look at the map of Westeros, it is shaped like New Jersey. George grew up in Bayonne. He was constantly looking across the narrow sea, right, to Manhattan. In my mind, as soon as I started getting into this shit and found out he was from New Jersey, I have always envisioned looking over like the cliffs and looking out into New York. And I, because whenever I was a kid, I'd always think about when. You know, Native Americans roamed the land in New York and New Jersey, and they look out over and see this island of Manhattan. It was just another island, right? Like there are no big buildings there or anything. So I have always felt, I've always thought of it like Westeros is New Jersey and Essos, which they talk about where these free cities that they mention um, come, those people come from is like across that narrow sea. But then again, you know, that's just what I think. 
The next question. Are the Targaryens a family, a race, or a nationality? They're a family, but they're kind of a race, too, because incest is best is their motto. Not really, but well, <laughs> they're I a mean, very incestuous family. <laughs> that supposedly dabbled with yes. magic involving dragon blood, which mm-hmm. has made them... The last living family that are dragon riders. There used to be dragon lords, is what dragon lords. Yes, Yes. Mm -hmm. there used to be other families that were dragon lords from Valyria, but they all blew up when Valyria blew up. Yeah. Now this, I should have asked. Actually, I should have asked these three questions together. Are the Targaryens a family, a race, a nationality? How do they rate? How do they relate to Valyria? And do only the Targaryens have dragons? And the answer to the question is, there was a place called Valeria that had a bunch of dragon-riding families. The Targaryens were one of those families. A long time ago, there was a Targaryen who had a, who had a vision, a dream, that, that basically Valeria was going to explode and blow up and everyone was going to die. Well, it wasn't the guy. It was there a was girl. Dana. Yeah. Dana. Danis. Yeah. Danis. Yeah. She, I thought I said it. I said a gal. I'm sorry. No, um, I thought you said guy. Sorry. Okay. No, <laughs> I, that's all right. And they came, they left. So then this one family from this mythical dragon riding place, right? Where there's blood magic and maybe their blood is mixed with dragon blood or some shit came over and they came to Dragonstone, which is an island outside of. Westeros, right? Yes, in the narrow sea. In the narrow sea. And they lived there for like a hundred years until like not not really minding their own business, still having dragons, but minding their own business until one of these Targaryens, Aegon, decided to take over all of Westeros. So they're the last family of dragon riders left because 12 years after they left Valeria, it exploded. And everybody died. Did I explain that, that correctly? Doom. They call that the doom. The doom. Yeah. Yes. Did I get that right? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, baby. Oh, and and Valeria is a freehold on the continent of Essos, which a freehold would be kind of like a country. Because <laughs> yes. there's other, like he was saying, there's places, there's cities. So Essos is basically another continent. And there's these places which you could call them cities or whatever, but they kind of function like countries, basically. Yeah. So Essos is more like Europe, Asia, and I don't know, Westeros is supposedly like the England, but yeah. Yeah, know. you can see it that way, definitely. Um, okay. What are the houses? Are they ruling families? I obviously have heard of the Lannisters and the Starks. Are all are these all clans of the era? Are there other houses? Starks and Lannisters and some others are high lords. There are other lordlings and whatever, but they are basically like ruling families. At least some of them are. I mean, there's other people's like there's other people that have like sigils and things like that, that that are named houses in the story that aren't necessarily lords or whatever. But, you know, they're it's kind of like a feudal system from mm. medieval times. Yeah, if that helps. Yes. Their different houses have different levels of power. Yes. 
And these are all in Westeros. Before the Targaryens came, there was no king of Westeros. They all ruled their different areas or kind of countries within Westeros mm-hmm. on their own and had different were, alliances, right? Yeah. Yes. But there were seven kingdoms. So there yes. were kings of those kingdoms, like the Starks right, were true. a king. Mm-hmm. You know, of king they were the king yes. of the north, which is a huge theme throughout Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um that kind of leadership. But yeah, all the seven kingdoms had kings and part of the Targaryen takeover was the Targaryens using their dragons to make all the kings of the seven kingdoms bow to them and relinquish their thrones. Individual and at thrones. this point in the history, there are only six kingdoms because Dorne has not been brought into the fold yet. Mm, but we have had reference to Dorne already. Yes. Because, uh, Kristen Cole is part Dornish, but, uh, and he talked about fighting with the in the Dornish marches in this episode. And the Dornish, they like beaches, <laughs> wine, and fucking. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> and spicy foods. Spicy, spicy foods. foods. Mm-hmm. Um, good question here. What are the bloodstones, stepstone? I think it's the stepstones, it's right? The stepstones that. Yeah. Corliss refers to in reference to where the crab feeder is taking boats out, correct? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a series of small islands in the narrow sea. I believe it's like what remains of the what is it, the broken arm of Dorne or whatever, which like was I don't know, in some mythical past in Westeros history, the continents, Essos and Westeros were connected together by a, whatever you call that one. It's just a very, yeah. And, and, and it got broken up and the step zones are the remaining little islands. Yeah. So it's like a bunch of islands that are basically South of where this story is taking place in King's Landing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. That's all. And she had asked, what's the meaning of the opening sequence? And we talked about that. Um, we sure did. So, Kim, I please keep giving these questions because I think it's fun to have a time where we kind of like talk about the history and like kind of, you know, each episode I go back and kind of look at stuff again, you know, and kind of reacquaint myself with it because that is like. That's the fun part of getting into this world. It's such a like deep and weird and politicized history that it's a lot of fun to talk about. Right? Most definitely. <laughs> definitely. Sorry, I was on mute. I didn't realize it. I wasn't on mute. I was thinking about something. Okay. I was thinking about we when we were just talking about the different families and being like high lords. And you mentioned, you know, how they used to be kingdoms of their own, etc. Yeah. Um, I also was remembering that like in the in the throne series, and I'm not sure if they had that this in this time period or not. But they also had divided up the uh, continent, basically. I don't know. We ne- I don't think we ever heard of a warden of the south, but we had a warden of the west and a warden of the east and a warden of the north. So, like, the great lords, like Stark, he was the warden of the north, and I assume Lannister was the warden of the west, right? Who was the warden of the east? Was that the Aaron? 
Uh, I think it was. I think it was the Erie. I think it was Lord Aaron. But, and, yeah. and I feel like they never had a warden of the South because Dorne was further south and they were the ones that resisted Targaryen rule the more most. So yes. they were always kind of a bit of an outlier. Um, I want to say that maybe um, the High Gardens were wardens of the Reach, maybe, and versus wardens of the South. The High Towers? No, the High Gardens, Marjorie, the, oh, tor- okay. the Tyrells. Okay. Tyrells. Yeah. High Garden, which which I guess was their castle, and the Tyrells were the ruling yeah. family. Yeah, they were the ruling family. It used to be the Gardeners, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. For the Tyrells. Man, getting into some of that history up in here. <laughs> I, like it. I mean, the, it might have still been, it might have been the Gardeners at this point in, in Western no. history. No. No. They got. Was the boot already when the, the Targaryens came in, yeah, uh, like they were they were in place when the Targaryens came in, and then, you know, things happen, and then I think the Tyrells were okay. elevated. Yeah, yeah, they were the stewards for the gardeners. Yes, yeah. yes, they were stewards, not I stewards. Had, Kim, <laughs> if you if you're listening and you like this stuff, I'd say watch Game of Thrones, and then read the books. And this story is really in fire and blood, though. Again, there is parts of it. I think a good uh, part of the story is told in that other book, the whatever the histories <laughs> book. I can never yeah, remember the name the of that fucking one. book. Uh, um, it, it's a credit <laughs> to World how, of Ice and Fire. Yeah, world, how poorly named it is, right? The World of Ice and Fire book, <laughs> which like, is really I great, just, too, because that yeah. book is cool because it goes into every house and yeah. tells the story and tells the story of the different regions and it's very fun. So all this stuff is man, you know, that dude from Bayonne created a whole new universe and we love it. But to get back to the original question, I have always found it fascinating that this is not earth. Like that's something that George has said, right? Like this yeah, is not Yeah, I earth. like I like history of Western. I yeah. keep shouting them out, but I, they're, you know, they're like the authority on all this oh, stuff lo- anymore yeah, to me no, anyway. Please. But they call it Planetos, which I really like that because it goes with the Westeros yeah. and Essos and well, Sothorios. He wrote and, a lot of sci-fi yeah. stuff too. And I think that yeah. that is kind of wrapped into it. Yeah. You know, the seasons, the interesting thing is they haven't like in Game of Thrones where so much of like the winter is coming. They don't really talk much about the seasons yet in these two episodes. Right. Like, I mean, it's obviously a summer period at this oh, yeah. point, but they haven't yeah. said like it's been this many years since the winter. You know, they haven't really mentioned like the long winter a lot or anything like that. Well, I mean, uh, Viserys mentioned it in um the prophecy when he gave it oh, to okay. Rhaenyra. Okay, cool. Well, I, I mean, it. he mentioned the long winter would be coming, that blah, blah, you know, when they needed to be seated on the throne. and. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Like... <laughs> well, they, you're right. They did mention that, but they haven't specifically said. No, like, no, they haven't mentioned sweet their summer own weather. Child no, or... <laughs> no, no, none of that has occurred. No. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so that's another thing, Kim, is that in this world, the seasons like summer can last like a hundred years or something. And then like winter comes and lasts a number of years. It's, they have like a strange uh, weather, I guess. Oh, and the <laughs> houses, be magical too. they have sigils 
the little symbols and they have words like he was just saying winter is coming. Those are the stark words. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Targaryen words are fire and blood. Uh, Lannister words are hear me roar. Yes. Uh, what's, um, what's Tyrell? Cause I, I'm like over here going, every rose has its thorn and I'm pretty sure that's not every it. Rose has its thorn. <laughs> um, I want to say it's like, watch us grow or something like <laughs> yes, that. I think it is. Really? Yeah. Like, I know that I know See that, me um, grow or something. It's like yeah. so stupid. Watch but, us yeah. grow. And I know that, you know, our, our famous, uh, grandmother was very upset with those words. Cause she thought they were really strong. Growing That's strong. It. That's yes. it. <laughs> it's oh, so God. stupid. Hear Growing me roar, stupid, too. Well, that's and like that a Lannister in... always pays its yes. debts better. Yeah. Well, that's in Game of Thrones. Remember, he says yeah. that. It's like, that's not yeah. our word. Like, um, yeah. All right. Well, we've had a great chat. Anything else we want to chat about before we go? I don't think so. I think huh? we covered a no, lot. Right. Yeah. Jenny? I think I, I think I hit on my main all right. things. Well, this I is like be- that Naboo oh. accent, though. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting, man. No, I don't really credit. like it, but I had to say that. Yeah, you gotta give it credit. I have to say, I don't know if anyone out there watches this trash TV show as I do, which is The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But there's one of the one of the women on it. Her name is Dorit. And like the first couple episodes seasons she was on, she has like a really it seems it it seemed like a strange accent because like her parents are Israeli. She spent a lot of time in like Spain and Italy and her husband's British. So she had a really like funky accent, but it's still nowhere near as bad as the accent we talked about on this show. So I just have to say that pretty interesting. Um, All right. Well, listen, I did want to mention that in the coming weeks, we got a bunch of other guests coming on uh, solos coming on. Andy's coming on Roberto, Mike from One Mike is coming on. Bubba and Catfish are coming on as well. So we're going to have a bunch of other guests. We still have a couple slots open. Who knows? Maybe we could have a returning guest like Jenny or, you know, something like that. Who knows? Um, But it's been great to have you, Jenny. This season is going to be so fun. We're going to continue talking about it over on our Facebook page, Daily DVR. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. Any final words, ladies? Oh, thanks for having me on. I had a great time. Definitely. Great having you. Fantastic. All right. Darigales, Dracaris, peace out. Bye. <laughs> Bye.